welcome to Rhonda's Remedy. Thank you so much for coming on today, Emily. Sure. Emily, can you tell us something about what you're going through right now? Yeah, um, I've been seeing this guy who's 15 years younger than me now for about five years, and I'm having a difficult time extricating myself from the relationship. Uh, I, it's a painful cycle where I get, you know, like really happy for a few days after I've seen him, but then after a while, then it all dies and I feel like totally rejected and it's painful in my life. Do you think any of it has anything to do with the age difference or is it just the style of the relationship? Uh, both. I think he's not looking for a relationship because of his age and situation, but also just the situation. I mean, that's probably common to people where the, the woman would have feelings for a guy she's sleeping with, but it never develops into anything more, so. Have you ever expressed your needs that you want from the relationship, what you would like? Um, I mean, not like straightforwardly. I kind of just will text him a lot of stuff that he doesn't respond to. So I don't know. I, I know that he, I know that he knows that I would want a relationship with him, but um, I don't, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm sorry. Um, so, so basically, you're not really going out. I mean, you're you, he's you've been seeing each other, and then you guys hook up, have sex, and don't really do much of anything else. Like you don't go anywhere or see each other's friends or families or right. go out together as a couple. Right, right. We don't do that. I mean, it's happened a very handful of times. So, so this is going on for around five years. Yes. So what would you like at this point? You Do you think that you would like to tell him that I really would like to have at this point a more real relationship um, um, and you don't want it to continue like this because it is five years already? Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that that wouldn't work out if I said that and he would just not go for it. So how do you know he wouldn't go for it? Um, one time I said, like, can you take me out on a date or something like that? And he was just like, oh, well, a date, a date with you. That's funny. Why would I do that or something? How do you feel when he does that or when he did that? I felt pretty rejected. I just was like, why are you think it's funny? The idea of going on a date with me, I didn't really understand. But and what did he say back when you confronted him? Um, like he really is pretty silent, like he won't respond like the most of the time. So, um, but like he said on multiple occasions to me on text, like, I don't love you and stuff like that. How do you feel when he says that he doesn't love you? Um, I felt like the first time that happened, my world fell apart, honestly. Well, what does that mean? Your world fell apart? Um, like I didn't, I like I didn't want that to be the reality. I felt like that was the most painful thing that could have been said. Um, what happened between after he told you that and you saw him again? What was life like for you? And you're f- dealing with your own feelings. Um, I just thought, well, it's at the when he first said that, I was like, well, then I guess this is over. But then he just came back. 
So he um, gave you that rejecting answer, which was a little very mean of him to act like that to you. And then he would see you again after that. Yeah. So how would, you, would the two of you relate after he's hurt you like that? And then the two of you would be together again. Was there any discussion about what happened or you both just ignored it? Ignored it, it. Yeah. And how was that for you to ignore it and then be with him again? Painful. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's just like when he said that, I like didn't believe him. Like, uh, I, I just. Why didn't you believe him? Um, because I, I've always, since I've met him, just when I look into his eyes, like it sounds cheesy, but it seems like he, I see love in his eyes, I, and so I can't, I can't, I can never understand how he could not love me when I see love in his eyes. I just, yeah. You know, this is going to sound like so, I don't know what the word, like cliche or, or against what cliche is, but it's possible he really does love you, but he has a very dysfunctional way of loving somebody. I mean, he could yeah. hate his mother and love his mother, mm -hmm. you know, um, so we could, you know, you are someone older than him, so maybe it could be an edible thing where he's transferred feelings when he was a child onto you that has nothing to do with the age difference either because every time we fall in love with somebody was in a sense we're transferring our, a love for our parents when we were children mm. onto these adult relationships but he could have in it when he was a child like loved his mom or caretaker or whatever and then hated her at the same time so when he's with you he could love you and hate you a love hate mm. kind of relationship so it's possible it's not your imagination that you're seeing this feeling of love but to, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it's it's you know it's a very hurtful situation for you so for somebody to say that i don't love you and hurt you and then they're going to be with you again especially sexually it is a certain kind of dynamic that you're involved with that that you're participating in so you could see the love and the the hatred almost or and such a strong word or the anger whatever the negative feelings he has and it could be combined coming from his part but putting that to the side, you're then connecting with him. And what does that bring up for you? The feeling that you're having when you're with him after, you know, uh, you know, hurting you like that. Um, I, every time I see him, I see it as another like opportunity to win him over. So I never, it never gels in my mind that he doesn't love me. Like I, uh, the fact that he keeps coming back, like just reinforces that. Like, why would he come back if he didn't? Feel well, he could be also be coming back because it's you're you're providing the kind of relationship that he wants. He gets to have closeness and intimacy, but he doesn't have to have put the effort in or have the uh, anxiety of a real relationship, a real committed relationship with a woman. So he, yeah. but he gets his intimacy needs met. Right. So he gets that space. Yeah. And he doesn't have to deal with his anxiety about what it brings up him to be involved with a woman. And yet yeah. he has intimacy. So that could yeah. that's something that he feels comfortable with. Yeah. So his needs are being met. Yeah. But that's, it's yeah. five yeah, five years have passed and now like you're you may be getting like it's enough already with this and you yeah. want to either we have to shift this, which creates anxiety for him and he doesn't want to, he likes it like this. Mm -hmm. Or um I mean, this is really up to you, it sounds like, that he's not going to do anything. He is living at home with his parents, so he sounds sort of, despite his young age, he's not that young. He's not like, you know, he's over 18. I mean, he could, um, he's in his 20s, so he could, like, move out, but he chooses to stay at home. So he sounds like he has a lot of issues about being a grown man. Yes. You know, taking on responsibility and commitment. Yes. 
So this is for you though. Like maybe at one time it was meeting your needs, to, um, but at this point it's it sounds like it's not meeting your needs and you want to change it, but he doesn't. And if it's for him, it's going to stay the same, regardless of what his issues are and why he's in it. He isn't, I mean, there's some part of him that does like coming to see you and, and connecting with you. I don't think that's your imagination or you wouldn't be there. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I, the thing is like, it seems to me like, um, cause I've, I've always been kind of like almost a stalk, like stalking him. Like when I used, when I first met him, he did live somewhere else. Like he lived in his own place. And I used to like, just go and like, like go to his window and like knock on his window. And like, sometimes I like even went into the house to try to find him. Like, I don't know. So I just thought, well, if I'm, if, if, if he, if he like why isn't he like just totally rejecting me i'm like so he may like being pursued like that it may yeah. make him he doesn't sound like he has a lot going for him so it make him feel good that somebody you sound like a lovely woman and you have a lot of achievements so it actually you are older than him so actually it's um, a woman who's older and more you know accomplished um, who maybe he feels you can get a lot of men and you're choosing yeah. to be with him makes him feel better about himself so yeah. In addition to his attraction to you and having um, sex with you. So there's a lot of uh, benefits for him. That's why maybe you do sound a little, you know, like you're doing that. It is a little bit over the top, but he may yeah. think it's just part of your charm. Not everybody is turned off by somebody chasing them. Despite my uh, books, don't call that man, don't text that man. There are guys who, I'm not saying it's healthy to do it, but <laughs> sometimes women like it too. They like when men chase them. So um, he could like that, but... I wanted to ask you, um, what what was the situation like in your life when you first met him before you got into this relationship with him? I was literally separating from my husband of 12 years. So I was like, I just, at that time, I like had moved out of where I was living with my husband and I was literally in an Airbnb and um, I was on a dating app and like it was 4 a.m., and this guy just immediately was like, you're cool. I want to come over right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? Why, why would you come over at 4 a.m.? But then I just, like, he convinced me. And then we slept together the first night. And after that, it was like, oh, I just felt like, well, that's, that's it for me. What do you mean that's it for you? Like, I liked it. I, I felt such a connection with him even after the first time, the first day that I met him. So I just knew that I had to, like, see him again. It sounds like it was really passionate and exciting. Yes. Now, what was your marriage like? Was that uh, a good relationship or what happened that it ended? We had a good relationship considering that it lasted for 12 years. And I don't really consider it a failure because it lasted that long. But I do blame myself for the marriage ending. And I still feel total regret about that. Um, Why do you regret? I mean, what do you regret about what happened at the end of your marriage? Um, I feel like I just abandoned the relationship and I didn't like try. I just sort of decided it's over now and I'm going to move on and I want to be independent. And I just feel like I left, I broke his heart. Do you have any regrets also in from how your life is going now in terms of other relationships with other men? And so looking back, you wondered if you should have ended it. Is that what's going on also? Or just the guilt of that you hurt him guilt that I hurt him and also the fact that I am now older 
And it does seem a little bit harder to meet people at my age now. So I regret that, sort of. Yeah. I would imagine, though, that you must have had some, like, when you ended it, there must have been something that was missing from your relationship that you weren't getting. Yeah. I don't think you would have put yourself through the ending of getting a divorce. We and were not having sex anymore. I didn't want to have sex with him. Is it that you, uh, it just, do, uh, the, the relationship, the sexual relationship sort of deteriorated or you were just, you had no desire? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't attracted to him anymore, really. Um, like, the whole relationship, I never felt passionate love for him. Like, mm -hmm. it was never that. How did you feel about this new guy, the, the man that you were talking about today? The exact opposite, like, he's actually, like, the exact opposite person of my ex-husband. My ex-husband was, like, totally, like, had everything, like, together and organized and um did stuff like that a man would do i guess i don't know what that means but like he just like was really like competent and this guy is just like a child um and but i have like this romantic passion feeling for him unlike my husband so the this house of sex with this guy um i mean honestly like it's good but it's also bad like, in what way i mean like he has a problem like i think maybe erectile dysfunction or something so the so the sex like will last for like five hours but like he because he can't finish oh okay so um but I don't, that's not a he, he can't have an erection uh, no, he does. It's yeah. just like he can't have an orgasm. Oh. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, it just takes him forever. And um, so I don't know. I mean, that's kind of bad. Like, it's not like the sex is like that good in terms of that. But um, I just but I do feel it when I like look into his eyes mm -hmm. and when he hugs me. You feel that electric feeling like passion. Yeah. yeah. And you feel yeah, a lot I of desire just... for him. And I, yeah, and almost like I love the way that he smells, like in every possible way that, like I, I didn't used to even kiss my husband, honestly, I didn't. I just would peck him on the face. But with this guy, like he's not disgusting. I would just, it's like whatever, you know. So I'm wondering if you have any anxiety about ending this or, or pulling back or creating boundaries or ultimatums because you're afraid you're gonna lose this passionate relationship even though it's just sexual with the man, you feel all the desire for when in your marriage at towards the end, you felt no desire at all that you're not going to refine this with somebody else, a third person. Yeah. It does seem like mm -hmm. I might not, um, even though I might know that I like realistically, like, of course I could find it with somebody else, but in my head, it, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Do you, when you say, I, of course, I know realistically, but I'm wondering if you really do know that, because I'm wondering if you thought that or believed that, that you would be able to let this guy go. Uh, yeah, there's a difference between knowing something intellectually and being able to do it. And I always think about my situation from the outside perspective, but do I really know it? Like, no, not enough to stop. You know, a lot of times people don't want to leave people even though they're suffering in the relationship because of that very fact that they're going to suffer when they leave them and they don't think that they can bear the suffering or go, want to go through the work of the suffering because it is a journey. Once you attach to somebody by having sex with them or in any other way that you're going to get bonded with somebody and then you have to let them go, it's hard. 
yeah. it's a lot of work it's a lot of it's little emotional labor yeah that's right do you think that you're afraid to go through that or you're reluctant to go through that or you just don't want to go through that yep that's all of those yeah. things i don't want to go through with that what do you imagine it would be like if you ended your connection with him or either that either ended or you tell him look i really want it was five years already we're either gonna it's either going to evolve into something more like a conventional relationship where we're a couple and we spend time together or live together, or I just want to end it. And you stuck to it and you were committed to it. What do you think it would, and he said he just can't do it. What would that be like for you? Um, if he really just said that, I, 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 I will be like, um, I just, um, I don't know. I'd be anxious because I always like text him and I just would be like, who do I text? Like I, I, I it's like almost an outlet for me. And, um, I, I don't know. It's like, I need some kind of like obsessive thing to obsess over. Like, is there anything you could replace? I mean, could you bring more people into your life if you had more projects or the creative things to work on? Do you think that could be helpful? Yes. I mean, I just recently like was in a, I'm like an actress and I was in a film and I was around a lot of other men and I definitely even could imagine of going on dates with them. So I definitely, I just almost think that I'm being stubborn. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm hurting. I do feel like I'm a masochist to myself. Yeah. In what way? That like, I know that it's hurting me and I'm, but I just keep doing it to myself. Like I, that I somehow like the pain, like that somehow I like being sad. I mean, I create like art and I write things and I always feel like he's kind of the fact that I'm in love, like unrequited love, like makes me more like creative almost or something. But you know, if you ended it or you, you gave him this uh, ultimate, whatever we're going to call it, that it would create the possibility that he may end up if, or that you're not going to continue with it, <clears throat> um, that you would, and the suffering you would go through in letting go of him, it would also help create art. So you don't have to just yeah. use that you're in an unrequited love situation or a frustrating love situation to create art. You could right. just end it and whatever goes happens then, you could yeah. use that as your art. That's why I wrote Don't Call That Man. I was going through a situation like that mm -hmm. and I had to learn how to, you know, like let it go. This is in the 90s and it was very painful, and so I wrote, don't call that man. Um, but it was already over. So I'm wondering if you could think that if you like the pain of that, that you can also use the pain of, of it, him not being there. Yeah, I could. And we also spoke about the possibility of just staying in the situation, but really actively looking for somebody else, somebody you can have a, a connection with. Of, of a healthier relationship while you're seeing him. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I would ideally like that, but I just always think, well, how could I really, you know, pay attention to somebody else when I'm like 90% of the day thinking about this other guy? I mean, you don't you know, think if you met somebody else, you'd be thinking about the new person? I would actually. I think that if I met somebody else, I could probably easily get over this, to be honest. I just, <laughs> yeah. If you met somebody else who you really liked a lot and felt desire for, you would transfer some of your feelings onto the new person. Yeah, I would. And you wouldn't be so consumed with him. Yeah. 
That's I'm actually saying it's a fact. I mean, a lot of yeah. people who, um, not, not a possibility, a lot of people who have a hard time letting go of somebody, if they are fortunate enough to meet somebody they're really taken with, mm-hmm. somebody they think is fabulous, uh, mm-hmm. and they, it's almost instantaneously forget mm-hmm. the other person that they had such a hard time not thinking about. Yeah, I see that. Because uh, I, I don't think that that's accurate, that if you met somebody new that you really liked, that you wouldn't have the psychic availability. I could see that if you were married to him, living with him, co-parenting mm. with him, mm. or spending more, a lot more time with him, then it would be hard. But there's mm. so much time availability that's mm. open mm-hmm. that I think it would be very easily, uh, he'd be very easily replaceable. Mm. But that you think that it would be that way. Uh, that you're like just to have this loyalty it's like you have an unconscious loyalty to him yeah but that i think is not healthy this loyalty you have to him i don't think it's realistic uh and i don't think it's healthy i literally think your loyalty would just melt away if you met somebody else that you really but it can't just be anybody it'd have to be somebody you really like a lot i agree yes so what do you think that you can do that? It's like moving on from from our discussion, like anything proactive that I'm certainly not going to tell you that probably everybody tells you, oh, just like don't text them anymore because we don't know you're going to text them again. So to say that it's unrealistic. It's like telling somebody who loves chocolate, don't eat any more chocolate because then all you can mm-hmm. think about is chocolate. Mm-hmm. But especially because he is available to because he does respond back. It's not like when I say, so, oh, don't text him when a guy's not reciprocating, you know, definitely don't text him. But if the guy is responding, that's why it's harder and it doesn't work. So what could you do now when uh, afterwards that could start some kind of process of changing things in this regarding your relationship with this guy? Um, I think that I just need to try to get more activities and get involved in more activities. I need to um finds uh, i honestly need to like find different a different job probably uh just restart my life in a way and like get out of feeling so bad for myself all the time and also maybe bring more people into your life um if you um if you're not seeing a therapist maybe see a therapist if you're seeing a therapist increase your sessions um, there's even 12 step programs for love addiction. There's, yeah. uh, groups, there's like so many, that's the psychological mental health aspect. And then there's just so many things going on now, uh, cause the, well, the pandemic going into post pandemic regarding zoom calls and meetings. Um, um, and also not going to say, oh, just go on the apps. Cause I know you, you mentioned yeah. that maybe you've done that, but really be proactive in trying to meet somebody. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. difference when you're in a relationship and you're really not open to meeting somebody when you're really open to meeting somebody and you're telling people you really want to meet somebody, um, to really put your headspace in that you, you really want to meet somebody else mm-hmm. that don't say, oh, I'm, I'm just not going to, I'm going to tell that guy, I'm not going to see him again, but maybe possibly keep seeing him and just the only thing I'm asking you to tweak is that you can see him and be open to meeting somebody else. Right. Yeah. Um, that you have the capacity to love more than one. I mean, like, I'm not saying that if you were married, oh, definitely go cheat on your, on your exclusive relationship where two people make a commitment, go cheat on him. No, I'm saying this is uh, a relationship where it's very casual. You're not seeing each other exclusively, even though I know there's been no conversation about that and I'm not saying what he's doing, but you know, I mean, I want to have to say that, you know, you're not a couple, you don't see each other like all the time. You don't see each other once in a while. So you have the right to be seeing somebody else. 
And I think that psychologically you do have the capacity to be open to seeing somebody else mm -hmm. in addition to seeing him. Mm. Does that make you feel a little bit more like, oh my God, I can't give him up. I I'm going to be so lonely. I'm going to get depressed. Does that make it feel less threatening or frightening? Yeah, nobody has actually really ever suggested that to me. So. Oh, that makes me feel better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I always thought it would just be impossible to do that. So. Oh, I sound so narcissistic when I say, oh, I'm so glad nobody's ever made this great suggestion that I just made. That's why I'm so glad you came on my podcast. Uh, thank you. Yeah. No. Okay. So that's great. So is there anything else that you think that maybe you have learned from our discussion that's like a takeaway that you could share now so I would know or anybody listening would know that you could have added on to your repertoire of, of tools to handle the situation? Um, I think that just... Um... Uh, if I just if I just didn't think of this as is my fate, if I just think about it as like something that would happen to a lot of people, and it's not just me, and that it's um, yes, you know, and I would just tell other people to to know what they're getting into to to go into a relationship with two open eyes and because uh, I went in this was sort of just willfully blind. So. I think uh, I shared with you that I've been in situations or relationships with men that I knew there was no future but I've said on actually other podcasts that I have the soul of an artist and I'm always I just like to um, seize the moment I love to to capture things in life, you know, that, that I just want to experience. And sometimes you do meet somebody who you have this unbelievable chemistry for. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, there's no other parties involved. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with just taking a risk and throwing the dice. Um, and for me, it's led to um, art. You know, I've um, written books and, you know, done um, different kind of performance pieces. Um, based on things that have happened to me with love and sexuality and men. And right now I have a short, a five minute short film that I, I've finished and I'm putting into, I'm uh, submitting to film festivals. I mean, I have nothing against taking a risk. And as I say, as long as nobody gets hurt and it's not anything that's a destructive kind of situation, but taking a risk on love, on passion and romance, I mean, it's sort of like that's what makes the world go around. But the problem is, is extricating yourself over when it's done. Like, no, it's like, like a, at the blackjack table, knowing when, okay, you, you know, you gamble, you gamble. Now it's like you, you go in there, uh, if you go to Vegas or Atlantic City or on a casino, on a, on a cruise, you know, you bring a certain amount of money. This is how much I'm going to gamble. And when it goes over this, I walk away. Right. You have to know when to walk away before you lose all your money. Yeah. You know, so in those situations I've been, I knew when it was time I had to walk away. <clears throat> Sorry. And then it takes a lot of work, though. When I say walk away, I don't mean that you just forget about it and move on. There's a lot of suffering involved. There's a price to pay for. I mean, you know, even in Jungian terms or in mythology, when you do something that is um, like the mythical, uh, the hero's journey, there's a sacrifice. I don't know how to break it down more simply than that. Mm -hmm. 
I forgot the guy who does the thing with the hero's journey. Uh, is it Joseph Campbell? But when you take the hero or the heroine's journey, there's a sacrifice. So the sacrifice is the suffering later on. But then you get the journey and then you get, you know, you get the prize, which is for me, the story. Mm-hmm. And then the art that comes from the story. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to uh, do the work later on to extricate yourself and detach. Yeah. So right now, it sounds like you don't want to do that with this guy, but that's what I'm going to try to help you with is how to get out. You got to get out of it after you got into it. It was a great five-year experience. You learned about yourself. Um, you had passion and desire um, with guys younger than you. I mean, it sounds actually, it doesn't sound so bad, but now it sounds, you know, now it's going to sound unhealthy now because five years have passed. Your needs have changed. Your you're not the same woman who was separated from your your husband. You're divorced now. You're a little bit older. You got this great experience. You are not you're not married to this situation, right? You know, just like you divorce your husband, you can divorce him emotionally. Yeah. You, this is not your fate. This is not a sentence. If it's a sentence, it's because you're making it a sentence, but it's not a real yeah. sentence in real life. Yeah, you know. So it's going to take some work to get out of it, but I think that you could do it. Mm. Okay. Well, if you ever want to come back and discuss how you're doing, and I'll help you more in your journey of extricating yourself from this, this passionate relationship with the man that's, I think, run its course from what you're telling us, yeah. um, feel free to come back. Thank you so much for coming on my show. Oh, thanks for having me. And thank you so much for listening to Rhonda's Remedy. Remedy.